0: Welcome to Board Game Top 10s, episode 482, for Saturday, August 11th, 2018. This is the BGG Pageviews edition. Tumbling 13 spots after spending two weeks in the top 10, all the way down to number 20, is Azul, by Mikal Kiesling, published by Plan B Games, with 15,449. That's a decline of 6,000, or 28%, but is 2,600 more than last week's number 20, and is the highest uh, number of page views for number 20 since January 27th. And, of course, the reason for that is the influx of interest post-GenCon. Entering at number 19 is Scarabia by Bruno Catala and Ludovic Maublanc, published by Blue Orange Games, with fifteen thousand. 808, that's 360 more than a Zool, a gain of over 6,000, or 71%. Sliding five spots to number 18, Spirit Island, by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus, with 17,185, almost 1,400 more than Scarabia, don't know how to pronounce that exactly, down 514, or 3%, from last week. Re-entering at number 17, Kingdom Death Monster, by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death, with 17,367. About 180 more than Spirit Island, 6,000 more than last week, a 53% increase. Entering at number 16, Before There Were Stars, by Alex Cutler, Alex Graffio Cohen, and Matt Fantastic, published by Smirk and Dagger Games, with seventeen thousand. 542, 175, more than Kingdom Death Monster. Entering at number 15, Brass Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with 18,232, 690 more than Before There Were Stars, a gain of almost 10,000, or well more than double what it had last week. Sliding from number 3 all the way down to number 14 is Tiny Epic Mechs by Scott Alms, published by Gamelan Games with 18,336, 104 more than Brass, down almost 14,000 from last week, or 43%. Entering at number 13, Return to Dark Tower by Rob Davio and Isaac Childress, published by Restoration Games, with 18,357. 21 more than Tiny Epic Mechs. Sliding one spot to number 12 is Scythe, by Jamie Stegmeyer, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 18,910. It's 560 more than Dark Tower, a gain of 290, or 1.6%. From number 12, Scythe, down to number 18, Spirit Island, is a span of less than 1,700 views, so extremely tight in that range. The gap is about 1,100 up to number 11. Sliding five spots from number 6 to number 11, Arkham Horror the Card Game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 20,025 views. 1,700 down from last week, a decline of 8%, and ending a run of 18 consecutive weeks in the top 10. We have 5 new entries in the top 10. The 5 games sliding out are from 3 to 14, Tiny Epic Mechs, from 6 to 11, Arkham Horror the card game, from 7 to 20, Azul, from 9 to outside the top 100, Die Quacksalber von Quedlinburg, and from 10 down to 93, Nyctophobia. Our first new entry is at number 10, re-entering after only a week away. Last week, it was number 16. This week before, it was number 9. Detective, by Ignacy Trevacek, published by Portal Games, with 22,234. 2,209 more than Arkham Horror, a gain of over 6,000, or 39% from last week. That total is also 3,100 more than last week's number 10, 1,200 more than the number 10 from two weeks ago, and the highest number 10 we have seen since March 24th. Our second new entry, returning after 15 months away, and charting for the sixth time, at number 9 is Brass Lancashire, by Martin Wallace, published by Roxley Games, with 23,993, 1,700 more than Detective, a gain of 5,700, or 31% from last week, when it was number 12. This is the original brass, now rebranded Brass Lancashire. It has been re-implemented as Brass Birmingham, which we heard back at number 15. The Kickstarter for this classic economic game raised one and a quarter million dollars, and it is now arriving to backers about six months late. Dropping back to number 8, where it was two weeks ago, from number 4, where it was last week, is Terraforming Mars, by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with 24,141 148 more than Brass, down 1,300, or 5%, from last week. Our third new entry is at number 7, Arkham Horror, the 3rd Edition, by Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 24,417, about 270 more than Terraforming Mars. Arkham Horror is a cooperative, Cthulhu-themed board game, this third edition is a re-implementation of Arkham Horror, the first edition, from 2005, currently ranked 240 on BoardGameGeek, and Eldritch Horror, which apparently they are considering to be Arkham Horror, the second edition, from 2013, currently ranked number 47 on BoardGameGeek. Sliding one spot to number 6 is Everdell, by James A. Wilson, published by Starling Games, with 26,709. That's 2,300 more than Arkham Horror, about 2,500 more than last week. A 10% gain as it rebounds from its dip in last week's score, or number of views, but still loses one more position. Climbing three spots from number 8 to number 5 is Villainous, by Prospero Hall, published by Wonderforge, with 28,216, 1,500 more than Everdell, a gain of almost 8,000, or 38% from last week. Our fourth new entry, at number four, is Hitler's Reich, by Mark McLaughlin and Fred Schachter, published by GMT Games, with 38,000, 199, almost exactly 10,000 more than Villainous. It's part of a new game series for GMT called the Card Conquest System, quote, in which players recreate epic military conquests of history in short, comparatively simple and easy-to-learn, but hard-to-master games. Our highest new entry is another debut, at number 3, Key Forge, by Richard Garfield, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 48,303, almost 10, a little over actually, 10,000 more than Hitler's Reich, and so about 20,000 more than Villainous at number 5. The subtitle of Key Forge is Call of the Archons. It is a unique game, that's capital U, capital G, unique game, wherein each copy of the game has unique components from every other, this unique game, Keyforge, is a. It's like a CCG, but every deck is unique and is designed not to have deck building. At number two, after 14 weeks at number one, sliding one spot is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalafair Games with 50,078 views. That is about 1,700 more than Keyforge. Uh, And it gains about 2,000 or 4%, which means that without that gain, it would have lost out not only on number one, but also on number two. This is the uh, 90th 90th week that Gloomhaven has been in the top 10, making it the fifth different game to have 90 or more weeks on the chart. But in more rarefied company, it's the 10th time. It has been at number 2, making it only the 4th different game to have 10 or more weeks at number 2. It's interesting that Gloomhaven has 90 weeks on the countdown. Terraforming Mars has 104. So those are number 1 and number 2 in duration. The number 3 longest running game is Brass Lancashire with 6. The last time only 2 games in the top 10 had 10 or more weeks... You have to go all the way back to September 28th of 2016, almost two years ago, when those two games were Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and Scythe. Uh, Gloomhaven has been the number one game for 39 of the last 41 weeks, interrupted by only by two weeks from the Seventh Continent there in the middle. And Seventh Continent was also the number one for the four weeks before Gloomhaven's run. So the last time another game, other than Seventh Continent or Gloomhaven, has been number one, you have to go back to September 20th of last year, almost a full year ago, when that number one was Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Well, we have a new number one. Climbing one spot to take that position is Root, by Cole Wehrle, published by Leader Games, with 54,933, putting it almost 5,000 views clear of Gloomhaven, on a gain of almost 14,000, or 33%. Well, it remains to be seen what will happen going on. Those three games of the top three are only separated by less than 7,000 views, and Keyforge is right there competitive. And yet, when things are announced but not released, a lot of times we see a fallback from one week to the next. Is that going to happen to Root? Is it going to happen to Key Forge? Is Gloomhaven going to reclaim the top spot? I'm sure it will at some point. Will it be next week? We'll find out for Saturday, August 11th, 2018.